How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Splashdown on Podcast. Um, yeah, hi. It's been a while. Uh, probably been like two weeks, maybe, since the last proper episode. Um, yeah, work's been busy for me, and I've had really no spare time to stop and have a bit of time to record an episode. So, um, now this episode, I've sort of timed it a bit weirdly because I've uh, wanted to do a episode where we go back over the results of season two of the Oceanic series. Now, um, uh, so for those who are a bit late to the party or don't know what the Oceanic series is, um, it's this is so we just had the second season run and done. And uh, we had six divisions as compared to, uh, well, I guess you could say almost six divisions in the first season too. We had, there's a, there was two part divisions in Division 2, so there was an A and B. Um, but now, since that one, we've had Division 2, uh, sorry, we've had Season 2, sorry. And, um, uh, yeah, we've had a fair sort of look at where the teams are at. Um, who seems to be some of the stronger uh, teams in the Oceanic uh Seen as well as some of the inclusion of the Southeast Asian team, so teams from the Philippines and uh, all those surrounding areas in Singapore, I should mention there as well. So, um, now just let me get up some results of the most recent, the recent season two. Um, so, like I said, we had six seasons, and from memory, if I bring up the results, bear with me here. So here we are. We have the results here of the Division 1 in Season 2 of the recent Oceanic series now. No surprisingly, well, maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I didn't really pay much attention to Div 1, but in Division 1, from 1st to 3rd, we have 1st place Eureka, 2nd place the newly formed Lime Soda, and the 3rd place team was Team Midnight. I think now they were one of the Southeast Asian teams that were recently included to the second season because I think since the allowing of the uh, Southeast Asia area, Osbatoon, um, yeah, being the Philippines, Singapore, whatnot, those areas, we have had a few more teams come from there to participate. Um, I did try to reach out Eureka to get a few words from them, but they were unable to respond, which is okay. I mean, I'm not too upset about that, so that's fine. Um, moving on to Division 2. We have in first place Mad Lads Gaming, followed by Hail Bop Comets and Squid Armada. Uh, Hail Bop there, for those who don't know, is like the second team sort of of Haley's Comets. Um, they have like, I think, maybe eight or nine members all together in HC. So Hail Bop is the more Victorian sort of uh, side of the team. Um, Squid Armada, though, doing pretty well and managed third place there. Uh, to be honest, I... Haven't really looked much at the results, but I would imagine most of the, the games in season uh, in D- Division Two, sorry, must have been pretty close. Because I'm looking at in what the teams in Div Two we have the Matt MLG, Hail Bob, Squid Armada, and Enemies Anonymous, and Haley's Comets, along finishing off with Sea Dragons. Now Sea Dragons had a bit of a rough draw, being uh, put into Div One in the first season, and uh, yeah, I think they found it pretty tough as well in Div Two. Haley's Comets, I'm not entirely sure. Um, how their progress was. Uh, I I do know though about an enemy's anonymous. Now they're a team that are slowly climbing up to the ranks. Uh, in the recent off the hooks, <laughs> off the hooks showdown, man. Uh, for those who weren't following it or watching it, uh, I don't know how, but an enemy's anonymous managed to win so many dumb games in overtime, and I don't know how they managed it. But they were able to pull it off. Um, they did include recently uh, rostering. Uh, Gabby onto their team, so it'll be it's good to see Gabby have a team, and I mean she always does sub, but yeah, it's good to see that she's eventually found a home in an Enemies Anonymous. 
Moving on to Div 3, the most important division in my opinion, because my team, Venomous Squids! Yes, we managed to win. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> but we had a thrilling uh, game six. Uh, we When it gets riptide, the other... They were undefeated going into that match, and um, we had lost one game. So it was a matter of if we won, we would have we would have taken top spot. Otherwise, if we lost, we would have fallen to fourth. So a lot playing on that game, and um, yeah, uh, for the for my teammates, if they are listening, I don't know if they actually are. I think uh, Hayes might be. Hi Hayes. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, going over that last game, it was absolutely fanatical. Like. Uh, yeah, such a thrilling ending to a close division. Um, fit, a second, it was Riptide, followed by Krill Bill. So, um, yeah, I think Div 3 was pretty even in the ways of the teams there. I think the only uh, the team was a bit unfortunate was Prisma Tink. They, they, I mean, they didn't really have a reality check, but they were shown for what it takes to be in such a division like Div 3. Um, I think maybe in the first season, they might have been a Div 4 team. And they must have performed well to earn their spot into Div 3. So, um, yeah, it is tough, definitely. Because, like, if I look at it now, like, the Div 2 teams, most of them were the Div 2A from Season 1. So, some of them have maintained their positionings as well. So, yeah. Um, not too much else. The only team we somehow lost to was Surf and Turf, and they finished 5th. Um, too Fast, Too Wumi, I remember recalling we had some really close games. Um, yeah, like, there's literally not much difference separating the, those teams pretty much in Div 3. So, um, GD's well played to everyone in Div 3, and, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, Season 3 when that comes around. Now, uh, Oceanic's, uh, Oceanic Series Div 4 results. Now, I believe we have two of the teams... That were in Div 4 from the Southeast Asia area. Um, the first place was Shoot Ink Star, followed by Sea Salted Squids, and third place, I keep getting this team name wrong, Cockrotsus. Cockrotsus. I'm so sorry if I'm, bu- I'm, I'm absolutely butchering that, but um, I, was, I think I was able to get a few words from their player. No, hold on. Let me, let me find it. Let me find it. Was it Carl? Hey, Carl. Was it you? Yes, it was Carl. Carl from. Shooting star. Now I got a few. Um, I called out to him and I was able to get a few words from him, um, just regarding like uh, how it's helped their team from joining in the Oceanic series and whatnot. So, Carl says Oceanic was a blast. I never knew my team would actually be competitive in this game, because because we all started playing Splatoon casually and playing hide and seek around different maps. It all changed when we went to our first Splatoon Philippines meetup, where we placed fourth. And at the end of the event, we all agreed that we really liked playing competitively. He goes on to say, At first, we were really scared of joining Oceanic, but 5 o'clock, the team that we're, uh, we are really close with, pushed us to join and that they will support us no matter what. We did not regret joining Oceanic, and it sure was hell of fun. So, for those who are not aware of 5 o'clock, they are also, I think, that yeah, another Philippines team. They were in uh, the first season. Um, I can't remember where they played. I think they might have been Div 2A, I think, or maybe even Div 1. I'm not sure. But they were a really, they're a really good team as well. So obviously, being close to shooting, that it's good they've encouraged uh, shooting to come along into the Oceanic series. Um, they go on to say all the matches were intense with a few hiccups with the disconnects, but it was still enjoyable. I mean, come on, what's a good Oceanic match without a DC? <laughs> 
Um, we never knew we would be, we would actually win the tourney, especially since most of the team do not really play competitively. But during the course of the season, I saw my team's dedication to win and to improve. If it wasn't for this tournament, we may not have improved our skills with our weapons and callouts. Yeah, callouts is a big one because like, we're like we do have the specific names. People have made names for callouts, but like we always go, oh, one on my left, one on my left, one one right, one right side, one on our side. <laughs> you just. I mean, that's what the reality is, isn't it? Like, we have all these maps with the call-outs, but, like, we never, ever, ever, ever use them properly. Um, so, where else do we continue on? Um, oh, yes. So, uh, uh, Carl says, I, uh, I, for one, is a bla- are, are a blaster main, but I've only started using since last April, and I learned so much from other blaster users, and we fought during the season. My co-captain, sorry, Carl's co-captain, Toki, is a roller main, and she learned how to flank and not get scared to go to the enemy side and get some kills. She also learned to use the blah, 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 blah. Oh, no. Another blah, 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 blah user. Isn't there enough? I'm looking at you, Turbo, and, 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 uh, low. How dare you use those blah, 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 blahs. Um, anyway. Uh, she learned to use the blah 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 during one oceanic fight where she carried us in the Splat Zones Arowana. We were so proud of her. Yep. Inkstorm and Splash Roll with the blah 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 is very strong, so if you know how to use it, good on you. We also polished our team composition, because it was a huge problem before the tournament started, because we didn't have a solid anchor player. Luckily, Poetry from 5 o'clock subbed for us the whole season, and finally, we weren't afraid about having not having an anchor in our team. Unfortunately, we have to find someone new before the next season starts. Now, finish off with saying, if it wasn't for the Oceanic series, we may not have had been this solid than we were before. This event really helped us become a solid team, a family that I will never, forever be proud of. Every scrim and official matches were so memorable because I got to talk to people. Uh, I got to, I got, I get to talk to the people I love. Sorry, I butchered that. <laughs> Win or lose, at least we all get to be together and have fun. And I would say, Carl, that is beautifully said and beautifully put. Um, just about literally everything this Oceanic series was meant for, it's accomplished for your team. Um, so, I mean, I've said this repetitively over previous episodes to say an awesome thank you again to the admin who put on the time and effort to run this this event. And um, we've had two seasons already in the space of probably, I think it was three months now we've had two seasons. And I think, alleged, I think I've heard spe- speculatively, I think I said that word right, uh, the next season won't be till next year, which is fair enough too, because I think um, having these uh, series so close to each other probably puts a little bit of... <coughs> um, pressure on the admin and like we want to give them some space so they can go about their day-to-day life and enjoy their moments of splatoon so yeah awesome job now moving on to div 5 we got calamari damacy i think it's how you say it sailor vimos and the best team of all jim's all purpose turfing and ed collecting round off the top three <laughs> now um again i think we still have we have another two or three uh, southeast asia teams i think nameless from memory are singapore or maybe um, as for Salavimos and Calamari Demasi, I think they are also maybe Philippines. I could be, I might be wrong on that. But um, yeah, again, it's so good to see some of the teams come through from the Southeast Asia, and they are not too scared to come and give it a go. Now, from memory, I think I also um, ah, I did call out to Skinny Peps of the of I think Calamari, but they haven't got back to me, so that's fine. That's fine. It's that's that's all right, um, yeah. Now on for the last division, Division Six. We have the Splat Factory in first place, Splatbacks in second place, and Team Thirteen in third place. 
So I think from memory, yeah, uh, Div Div Six had seven teams, but I think one of the teams being FC Nintendo Thailand had to pull out. I think just due to avail availability of their players, and I think there's another maybe one. I think there's two teams there from Southeast Asia, which were Midnight... No, hold on, no, it's just one, sorry, Money Squad, I believe, because I've never heard... I've seen some of their matches, and I don't know who they are, because literally all their names are just the currencies, and it's like, there's a pound, there's a yen, there's a dollar, there's... I don't know, what's going on, who's who, who are these people? But, uh, yeah, I think it's... Um, to see Splatbacks, I think, to see them come second, like, they... For those who don't know who Splatbacks are... They're those guys with the awesome hats. Like, they all have similar hats. The blue hat with a, uh, like a squid logo or something of a unique logo where you can identify it easily. Um, so, yeah, that's it's good to see. And I think there's some newer teams in there in in that one as well. Like, I think uh, Knife and Banana might have been around since the AUNZ Cup, maybe? Can't remember. Um, I know We Ever Slept was probably only... We oh from Div Five actually yeah we ever slept in Blooper Rule I've only been going around for a while, um yeah so like and Killer Murray is a, a newish team, so it's amazing to see like so many new teams like participating like I think from memory we had thirty two or thirty three teams in season one, and now we had like thirty seven or thirty eight in di- season two, so the inclusion of the Southeast Asia teams has been beneficial for everyone that's been playing, and yeah just to see. And it really helps the scene grow as well, because like including South Asia, Southeast Asia teams, it pretty much is on the doorstep of Japan as well. So you have that sort of environment where you combine together of the skills and stuff. Because um, another thing I've, I remember seeing, I think the Splat Report, Dave Andrus. Hello, I'm speaking to you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Southeast Asia isn't seen much at all. That no one really takes them that seriously. I mean, to a degree, probably no one takes us seriously. I mean, like. Take me for example. I'm a Gucci but man. I don't think anyone takes me seriously. <laughs> uh, I mean, like there is, there is, and there is. Uh, what's the word here? I'm looking for. There is the, but there is potential in both these regions, like the Australian, New Zealand, as well as Southeast Asia and surrounding areas. There are people there that are capable of doing the, uh, like being really good players and teams. Um, like I think, for example, from Div One, it was Min- Midnight Turf. Uh, sorry, I gotta remember these names. Uh, Midnight Turfers, Midnight Turfers. Mid- was it Midnight Turfers? I gotta remember. Uh, T- sorry, Team Midnight. That was confusing. It was, two- it was a team called Team Midnight and another team called Midnight Turfers. Even though they're complete opposite on the spectrum. Like you have Team Midnight in Div One, <laughs> Midnight Turfers in Div Six. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Team Midnight obviously being Southeast Asia team. I think that yeah they placed higher than the and then Bro. And a pickup team called, uh, well, not pickup team, but recently formed Diamantia. I think I said that right. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I struggled reading names. Like I look at a name and like, how do I say that? Yeah. So um, I think from memory, if I have a look here briefly, uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't see it. Uh huh. Um, this is reading from what Nico Sire said in uh, in the server. Uh, pretty much just saying congratulations to our winners and once more a big thank you to everyone who played and tuned in to watch. Um, since we're coming, oh here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is okay. This is the this is okay, guys. This is official. This is really official. Since we're coming up to the tail end of the year, we've decided that season three will not start until 2019, which is an absolute 
no-brainer thing to do. The upshot, the upshot is that we're aiming to put on one or two small events before the end of the year to make sure that everyone will still have the chance to play against local teams in a competitive setting. Look out for news about this in early November. Ooh, early November. That's actually really, that's like, that's like nearly a week away. Yeah. So I'm recording this on the 22nd of, of October. Yeah, which is like six days after my birthday was. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you so much for the birthday messages. Like, I literally cannot. I almost cried. <laughs> Seeing everyone draw, give me GooTuber stupid art. It was so beautiful. <laughs> uh, actually, I can't believe it. People think I'm I'm charismatic. Like, that's not a word I would even associate myself with. Charismatic. Like, literally. You don't have to be charismatic to use a GooTuber. You just need to be a fun person. Oh, wait, hold on. I guess that's what charismatic is. <coughs> So, um, yeah, I guess the Oceanic series really uh, highlights the importance of having a competitive scene because um, in the ways of how people look at it, we see Japan being the top of the tier, followed by probably Europe, followed by America, followed by Oceanic, and maybe even... Well, because the thing is now, I want to sort of think that Southeast Asia is sort of included of Oceanic. I'm not sure if that's a fair thing to say. People will probably have their opinions about that to say if they are a one with Oceanic. Um, I mean, they do have their own Discord and their own community there. And I suppose we, there's probably isn't much... Like, if I look on the Oceanic Discord, I don't know how much activity there is in the ways of people talking there that are from uh, the Southeast Asia area. So... I mean, the thing, the fact is, like, they're, they're playing in our tournaments, and, like, even for Off the Hook Showdown, we had recently, we had, I think, one or two teams from Southeast Asia play. I think Midnight Turfers, uh, see, Team Midnight, sorry, Team Midnight, I mean to say Team Midnight, were playing in, yeah, recent Off the Hook Showdown. And I think they might have finished top four, if I'm not mistaken, maybe, could be, I should double-check my research again. Uh, if I just go off the showdown Discord, that might be a good idea, Jacko. Yep, that's a good idea. That's a really smart thinking. I'm sorry, I'm just talking to myself here. Yeah, so Team Midnight did finish top three, four. Yeah, that's right. They, they finished top. They finished in the top four. Um, so yeah, we had AA, Lime Soda, and Eureka roll out the rest of the top three of that uh, off the showdown. So uh, yeah, it's really good to see a lot of these. Um, Southeast Asia teams participating now in amongst some of the Oceanic uh, tournaments. Um, yeah, like, if it wasn't, like, for Shockwave as well, for him to be hosting these tournaments once every month, it's uh, it's really good to give opportunities to these teams that are coming in. And now I think about it off the top of my head, I think, like, some teams like uh, Ink Marauders, maybe, from and even... Um, like, Venomous Squids, we have a team, we have a player from uh, Thailand... There's a player... I think there might be, like, a team in... Uh, a player from Ink Marauders that might be from Southeast Asia. I know Diamantia. They've got uh, Joy Atomic, who's also from Singapore. So, yeah, like, it's it's good to see that we're being very inclusive and allowing... Um, well, not allowing, but um, just freely having these, pl these players come in. Like, I know for Cat Mizzy, particularly, she is an insane Octobrush player... And she absolutely loves Clam Blitz. As soon as you start typing the word Clam, she's on to you. Like, did someone say Clams? She'd be like, 
Let's place clams right now. Let's do it. It's either that or she just wants to 1v1 you and, like, you know, just, um, you know, destroy you. She likes destroying people and harassing. Curse you, cat. Even though you're on my team, I despise your umbrella. I despise... Actually, I despise umbrellas. <laughs> I'm getting off topic here. That's right. So, anyway, Southeast Asia, welcome aboard. Stay for the fun. Um, you know, hang around for Season 3, even. Because, like, my predictions for Season 3... We probably will have like the same teams taking the same usual positions. Like, well, no, Eureka will probably potentially finish top two. Um, we know for some Div two, Div two teams actually might climb back up to Div one. Who knows? Because that is another thing to wonder about: is um, teams to promote and demote, if that's a word. <laughs> um, like it to in the words of like how uh, the EPL is used. To promote and relegation. That's the word I'm thinking of. Relegation, Jack. That's 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 the word you're looking for. Jeez, I'm badly English. Mm. So yeah, I think it's I think it's uh it's really good for having the teams practice, play against each other in a tournament like this to really test each other and hopefully help them improve. Like Carl said, it sort of reflects on like how all the teams will probably fare. And like how every team can go from strength to strength. Um, I know for us in for VS, we were Div 2 in the first season. We only managed to win one match. And then we come to Div 3, which is probably appropriately placed for us now. Um, yeah, It's all about putting in the time and effort in, into learning team comps. Learning how to, each player plays in your team. And yeah, that just really brings the importance of having a competitive scene in the Oceanic. And another thing I want to sort of briefly touch on, um, like if I compare to like how in America they have professional teams, teams are taking home prize pots. Um, I think for in the ways of the oceanic scene, I think we're a long way off that. And to a degree, I sort of like because in America it's come to a thing. It, they've come to a sense where they just didn't accept it because like, they'll have lands in America where they probably bring teams over from Japan, from Europe. To participate in these big land tournaments and like attract the best players to battle out for like a decent prize pot. But the thing I I want to look at is like, is it really esports enough? Like we had set to destroy X, and now we've got uh, Hive Splatoon, and there's an Italian team that recently got picked up professionally. Is that are we going to be seeing more professional teams? Um even being represented in America and Europe, and maybe even I don't like I don't know if in Japan have got any professional sponsored teams, but I reckon the time will come. Maybe just maybe I don't know when. If there's going to be a Splatoon two Australian professional team, like I would love to see it. Like I don't know, I would put my hand up for Eureka. Like I'm not favouring anything, but that's just my honest opinion. Um, comment below who you think would be should be professional or sponsored, because <laughs> like the only problem is like in Australia we we do have we do have the population for it, but not for Splatoon, because like it's just sort of a game where people like look at Nintendo. It's like oh, it's just a kids game. You shoot inkling each other. It's all colourful. There's no blood. So and what's the matter? It's fun. It can be competitive. I don't know. I just don't know if we're ready for it yet. So yeah, that's that that that's the thing as well. Alright, and one more note I want to finish on with is, um, if you've listened to this far, this is this is probably the important thing. I'm going away for a week and a half. Yep. 
I've had enough. I just can't do it anymore. Me and my wife, we've, we've worked our butts off. We've, ugh, man. I had to start at 6 this morning. That's how buggered I am. So we're going for a holiday for a week and a half away. So I'm probably going to be away for a bit. Yeah, I'll probably pop up on Twitter and Discord every now and then. But, uh, yeah, I won't be taking my Switch. I mean, as much as I would want to, I just want to, you know, just be free from anything that could cause me stress or, you know, stir me up or really annoy me. <laughs> I'm so close to breaking to X in, in Splat Zone, so like, uh, uh, it's either I'll wait for the, I'll either try my best in the next day or two, otherwise I'll wait till I get back from my holiday and there'll be new monthly rotation. So like, that's my one goal I want to achieve is one X rank in one mode. That's it. That's all I want to do. So hopefully, I might wait. I might wait for after holiday. That might be the best bet. That might be just the best thing to do. Yeah. So thank you much, guys, for listening. Hopefully, I made some sense out of this rubbish because I think I talk a lot of bumbling and don't make a lot of chumbling. That's not a phrase. That's just something I've just made up. This is why I got to think before I speak because words just come out that aren't even words. Mm. Yeah. So thank you much, guys, for listening. Um, Thank you for your birthday messages again. Uh, really appreciate your support for the sh- podcast and for your just being so friendly and kind. Shout out to you, Vic Urchins, for hosting the Sick Land. That was a couple of weekends ago, probably by the time of this recording. It's actually last weekend, but the whatever, you know. The Vic Land was amazing. That was so pure. Venomous Squids came forth. I don't know how. We did so well. <laughs> Yeah, Vic Urchins is a great community, and I'm pretty sure, like, for all the Oceanic, uh, the other states, so, like, Western Australia, SA, New South Wales, Queensland, and all the lands that you guys host, hats off to you. It's been incredible. And we look for, we keep looking forward to the next lands, and, like, you know, the hype coming for PAX. I won't be there, so you guys have fun at PAX, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys will have the time of your life here at PAX, and for the rest of the season, and the year, and the things else that follow. Alright, enough problem from me. Stay tuned for the Oceanic uh, series news. I'm sure we'll hear something from Nikosar or Kalamar. No, not Kalamar. The other one, Alicat. There's so many cats in Riptide. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Alright, that's enough from me. Bye-bye for now. Be sure to check out the socials. Be sure to check out the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. I haven't actually uploaded any other podcasts. Because I don't know how and I'm an idiot. Yeah. Bye for now.